Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pick Your Cherry podcast with Benny Mitchell. Uh, I'll be your host. Um, this is this is episode one, so welcome. Um, like I said, my name is Benny Mitchell. This is just going to be, uh, you know, a fun a fun podcast to have. It's it's something I've been thinking about for a while, and um, you know, I'm not doing this for any other reason than uh, I love to talk people's ears off. And enough people have told me that uh, I should do this, and it's something I think I'd have a lot of fun with. Um, so to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really have a specific goal with this podcast yet. I, I'm, I apologize if, if you're listening, you're giving this a shot, and you're just like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, I'm just having fun with it. So we'll see where it goes, um, but hopefully, hopefully it's fun. Uh, and thanks for tuning in if, if you are tuning in. If not, then uh, it's probably just... Uh, me and uh, my amazing grandmother who's listening to this. So anyways, the whole focus of this podcast, it's, it's likely going to be a sports-focused podcast. Um, I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the NFL in general. Um, love, love my Patriots, but just love, love the, uh, the league itself. And, and on Sundays, that's what I'm doing. So um, I'm sure I'll be talking a lot about those two, those two leagues, uh, just because that's what I'm most interested in, in terms of talking. Um, but, uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see kind of what, uh, what, uh, what kind of stuff I want to talk about to pick your cherries. Uh, so, um, but starting today, I'm like, what the hell am I going to talk about? And, um, and I was thinking, and then I remember back, I don't even remember when it was now, but back in, um, Back, I think it was in, in maybe June or something. It was kind of right in the in the middle of uh, the lockdown. There wasn't much going on. Um, I, I don't even know if the NHL had been announced that it was going to return back um, to playing yet. I honestly don't remember. But um, I I saw this post from Craig Button, and I don't know if he was the one who originally uh, originally started this, but um, it was kind of a debate that went around hockey Twitter uh, talking about who who's going to be the uh, the best players in the NHL uh, in 2025 and and then that to me was was fascinating I was seeing some answers uh, you know there were guys going all over the board some people were saying you know guys like Crosby are still going to be in the in the top 10 and um, other people were, were having guys who weren't even in the league yet um, so I think I think it's uh, I think it's a really interesting debate and um, I, I came up with my own 10, 10 for the guys, uh, top 10 players that I think will be in, in the league, in the NHL, uh, in the year 2025, so just five years from now. Um, and, and it's crazy. Like, you think five years isn't that much, but, I mean, five years ago, anyone in the world who had players such as, like, Matthews, even, even Panarin, McKinnon, uh, and, I mean, McDavid to a lesser extent, but... Um, they would have just been projections, right? But now we think about that, and you know, obviously, some of those guys like might be debatable. But uh, I mean, Connor McDavid, McKinnon, Panarin um, are are all one hundred percent now top ten players in the league, and uh, and a lot of people would say the same about Matthews. And um, you know, so that's what this is. This is just a projection. Uh, it's just something for fun. Uh, I will be completely honest. I didn't look up any stats, nothing. So uh, this is all just off the top of my head here. Um, I have a couple notes here just so that I uh, can make myself feel professional. 
but uh, all honesty, this uh, this has been a zero research uh, list, and uh, let's see, let's see where it goes. Um, so my list, I think it's important to start right now with who I think the top ten players in the league are right now. Uh, I think that'll be fun, and then I'll I'll go into who I think it'll be in twenty twenty five after. Um, so my list of right now, and this is in order, and. I'll get into a couple of them just to explain why I have guys ahead of certain other guys. Um, but but this is my top 10 right now. I feel pretty good about this. So number one, I have Connor McDavid. And in my opinion, you know, there's I grew up watching Sidney Crosby. He's, he's my favorite hockey player of all time. Um, and I think he'll go down as the second best hockey player of all time um, behind behind the great one. But... I think right now, like, there's just too much that McDavid does. Just even from the eye test alone, like, if I didn't even look at his stats, the guy is unbelievable. Um, he's just absolutely burning guys. Um, some of the best defensemen in the league, he's just walking. Um, and there are nights where he just completely carries the team. Now, obviously, he's got Dreisaitl with him, but uh, Connor McDavid is, is... Since Crosby has come in the league, I haven't seen a guy literally make my jaw drop more than half the time I watch him. And, um, and Connor McDavid is, is that player. Um, and, and I don't even really think it's, it's that close at this point. I think, I think there's a, there's a lot of talent in the league right now, but I think Connor McDavid hands down is, is the best player in the world. Um, because I think he has that ability against any team he's playing to put up a five point night, no problem. Uh, and he's done that uh, throughout his entire career. Uh, so number two, I have Nate McKinnon, and I honestly, I have Nathan McKinnon ahead of uh, ahead of Crosby for the same reason that I have McDavid at number one. There are games when I watch Nathan McKinnon do things that I don't even know if Connor McDavid could do. Um, his ability to just come down the wing and just put the puck right under the bar. Uh, I, that stuff I haven't seen since, honestly, since Ovechkin, uh, in his, in his in his early years in the NHL, um, he he's a bull too. Like I remember watching him, uh, not this season, but the the season ago when he played Calgary in the playoffs, and he just he stood guys up. Like he just he he wasn't afraid to drop his shoulder on anyone. I think he's a little bit stronger than McDavid. Now, obviously, he's got a couple years on McDavid, and I think Connor will get get to that point as well because uh, he's certainly no slouch of an athlete either but uh nathan mckinnon i think in terms of production he's under mcdavid but in terms of of his ability to take over a game i think he's right there with with connor and i, I and i honestly think those are the only two players in the league right now um who could who could single-handedly uh just rip a team apart uh, no matter who they're playing with, no matter how many injuries are on the roster, um, no matter who they're playing against, I think he, I think he's that good. Uh, and then rounding out our top three, I do have Sidney Crosby. Um, I got to give respect where it's due, and I, I still think Crosby's ridiculous. Um, I don't think he's digressed at anything. I just think McDavid and McKinnon are, are, are that much better right now. Um, but Crosby's interesting, like, and you'll, you'll see later why why I don't have him at one, and it's for the same reasons. I think Crosby right now, like, we we know how good he is, 
obviously throughout his career like he just has that resume but at the at the at the same time like think back to before he won his two cups and and I wasn't one of them I'll I'll admit that but there were there were some idiots on on Twitter and on Sportsnet and whatever saying like this guy's this guy's starting to really digress um and and then you know of course what does he do he wins two cups shuts all those idiots up um now I don't think I think if Crosby doesn't win another cup for the rest of his career I don't think it hurts his legacy at all but I think it's time that he's at the stage of his career now where we start really viewing him more as as um as we would a coach is is he winning or is he not um because I don't think he's going to be keeping up in terms of points uh, with guys like McDavid, McKinnon, uh, or any of those guys. But um, I still think, I mean, if he's, if he's getting to cup finals, if he's getting to conference finals, um, he's, he's, he's definitely still deserves to be in the top three. Um, and I completely understand why people would have him at number one still. Uh, number four, I have Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman, to me, is by and large, obviously, I mean, he's the top defenseman on this list. But in terms of game changers, I think he's the only defenseman that, that can really change a game. Uh, we saw what he did in the playoffs. Obviously, he won the Conn Smythe. Um, and I think that was deserved. I mean, there were some people who thought it should have been Braden Point. But Victor Hedman, at number four, to me, just seems, it seems fair. Um, like I said, I didn't do any research before this, but just watching him. The guy blocks shots. The guy has an absolute missile. Um, he's an absolute tank, too. He's like, I don't even know. He's like 6'6 six, six or something. Um, pushing over 230. Like, the guy's an animal. Um, I, and I think, you know, I don't want to put him lower just because he's a defenseman. I think he really is that good. And, and I think he's better than all the other guys I have on the rest of the list, the six other guys. So uh, I'm going to put him here at number four. Uh, number five, I have Leon Dreisaitl. Uh The reason being, I I went I went kind of all over the place with Drysaddle. I had him kind of all over the top ten, but I settled on him at number five because what really convinced me with Drysaddle was the fact that he played so well when he needed to this year, like when McDavid was out for a bit there, and he really just stepped up to the plate um, and and put the team on his back and just started ripping. Ripping pucks uh, when Yamamoto, that guy, that his his line mate, uh, towards the end of the year there, and um, kind of he came up from uh, from their farm team right before Christmas last season. He he uh, he really elevated that kid. Uh, Yamamoto's a good player, but um, I think if he wasn't playing with Drysaddle, I think his season's a completely different story. And he was almost at a point per game once he got called up. So Yamamoto uh, was was elevated. Uh, Drysaddle elevated the whole team. The Oilers were a fringe playoff team uh, for a lot of that a lot of that year. Uh, the Pacific was a bit of a shit show this year, um, but uh, Drysaddle for two three weeks there he really pulled the weight with the Oilers, and I mean honestly led the led the league in points back to back fifty goal seasons. Um, I don't think there's much more for him to prove, and uh, and at this point I think being in the top five uh, he's earned that. Um, and, and he's earned to be ranked higher than, uh, than the other players on this list. Uh, number six, I have Jack Eichel. Uh, I think Jack Eichel could w- honestly get as high up to number, number two, uh, even as soon as next year or two years from now. He just, he just really hasn't done much. And obviously, in terms of uh, like winning, 
Um, and neither has McDavid, but even hard, like individual hardware, Eichel just hasn't done that um, either. And, and part of it's obviously because of injuries. And, you know, he, he's obviously in a bit of a gong show with Buffalo there. They're a shit team. Um, but at the same time, I mean, uh, he, he's, he's got the ability to take over a game too. Um, to a lesser extent than, than the other guys on this list that I have above him, but he's, uh, he's definitely a good player. And, uh, and I think could very well be in the top, in the top three, honestly, as soon as next year, I think, I think he could replace a guy like Dreisaitl, uh, or Hedman or Crosby and, and get into that top five, top five range. Um, because I think he's that good and it'll be interesting to see him this year with Taylor Hall. Uh, next up, I have Patrice Bergeron. Uh, this is a guy, I think he's, he's the best two-way player that I've ever seen play. Um, obviously I haven't seen all the guys. I'm, I'm 22, so I've, you know, watched hockey throughout the 2000s up, up through the 2010s era. So obviously Bergeron's been the key guy, you know, him along with Kopitar. But, um, I think what's really shone for me is anytime he plays for Canada, I think he's one of their best players. And, and that's really when he shines is you see him playing with all these incredible players and he still always stands out. He's still their go-to guy with penalty kills, with big face-offs. Um, in Boston, I think he, I think as good as Dreis, or Pasternak and Marshawn are, I think he still drives that line. Um, and he battles every single night. Um, so I think Bergeron definitely deserves to still be in the top 10, obviously. You know, he's getting a little bit older, but, um, I mean, he's he's an absolute force, and I don't think Past is even close to where he is today, or Marchand, for that matter, uh, if Bergeron's not not the guy up the middle on that line there. And uh, I also think being the, the center for the best line in hockey uh, says something. Um, so I, I got Patrice up there. And next up, I have Ovechkin. Um, Alex Ovechkin. You know, if he didn't win that cup, it would be really interesting to see where his career is at. Uh, prior to that season, people were saying, oh, he's got to lose weight. He looks slow. He's not moving as good as he used to. And obviously Ovechkin, I mean, he's he's getting on to the other side of 30. Uh, coming up here, I think he's, what, 33, 34. So he's, he's almost at the 35, which in hockey is pretty pretty ancient, especially now. But um, he's he, since he's won a cup, he's been an absolute tank. Um I mean, they they haven't done much since, but they but in terms of individual stats, he's he's scoring at an unbelievable pace. I do think he's going to beat Gretzky's record. Um, I think that's his goal. I honestly think that, especially after now that he has a cup, I think that's why he's still playing in the NHL. Otherwise, I think he'd be playing in Russia. Um, but uh, Alex Ovechkin really really is still. Um, in my mind, the best goal scorer in the NHL. Um, and I think because of that, he, he has to be there. Um, I just don't think he offers enough um, in, in the other faucet, uh, faucets of the game that I could have him higher on this list. I just think the other guys do more. Um, but I think Ovechkin still. I think, he, I think he's the best goal scorer in the league, and I think he's the best goal scorer of all, all time. And, and I have him there. Next up, I have Kucherov, Stanley Cup champ. Uh, obviously, he's been one of the best players in the league for a while now. Um, and, I, and I think he digressed a little bit, obviously, since his MVP season. Uh, this season, you know, he followed it up. It wasn't 
as dominant, but uh, at the end of the day, he came home with a Stanley Cup. Um, he's, he still drives, drives his team's offense. Um, I think he makes the players around him a lot better. I think Braden Point is, is, is an absolute tank as well, but I think playing with Kucherov certainly helps. Um, and he's just a game changer. He's a guy that we've seen. He's come into the league and really make, made, uh, made a big, big impact on, uh, on, on the game and everything that he's done. Um, whether it's, you know, a new deke or uh, just an, a sick goal, he, uh, he gets people's attention. And, um, you know, playing in Tampa, and I think he's a little bit of a quieter personality. You don't hear about him as much. But um, I think this guy uh, definitely deserves to be in the top 10. And then at number 10, I have Patrick Kane. Um, I think Patty Kane, obviously, um, you know, Chicago as a team isn't as good as they used to be. But Kane is still a gamer. I mean, watching him in the playoffs against Edmonton, he was clearly the best player on the ice. Um, I think he's. I think honestly, I think Taze is still their, still their guy as their leader. But I think Kane has a lot of control in that dressing room as well, and I think they balance each other nicely. But um, I think Patty Kane's ability to, to just really be a creative player, and and I think, you know, we, you see a lot of these younger guys coming into the league like Marner. Um, Jack Hughes, Nylander even, I think, William Nylander that is, I think honestly they they play the way they play because of guys like Patrick Kane. Um, and, and Patrick Kane I think is still the best out of all those guys. Um, I, think he's, I think he's still one of the best playmakers in the league, probably honestly only behind McDavid and Crosby. Um, and he's, he's just so smart. Um, and so I got to have him in the top 10 still, cause I think he's that good. Okay. Let's now dive into 2025. Uh, 2025, I'll say this, all the guys on this list are already in the NHL. I'm not going to have guys like Shane Wright on this list and I'll get into that after, but, uh, Here's where we'll go, and I won't get into too much detail. I felt like I took way too much time there explaining my top 10 right now, but uh, 2025, I'm just going to read it off to you and let you listen to it. So number one, I have Connor McDavid. Nothing changes. I think he's still the best player in the league in five years. Uh, he'll be, it's crazy, he'll be at a decade of, of time in the NHL when he gets into that season, um, which is insane, but um, yeah, I think he's that good. Uh, I don't think he slows down at, I think he'll be 28 or 29 or something like that. I don't think he slows down at 29. Um, so Connor McDavid will still be the best player in the league at that point. And I think, you know, he'll have some more hardware to prove that. I think the Stanley Cups are coming for the Oilers. I know people have been saying that forever. But, yeah, no, no one's passing McDavid at this point. Uh, number two, I have Jack Eichel. And this is more to do with the fact that I think Buffalo itself is going to be where they 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 want to be in five years. Um, hopefully they can figure it out with the coaching and ownership and all of that with Buffalo. But I just think Eichel has all the potential in the world to be number two and to be right behind McDavid. Um, it's more so a matter of can Buffalo get him there? Um, and I, I do think he'll still be on the Sabres. Now, um, if things really go dark in Buffalo, he could get traded. 
Um, but I think that would even give more fire to that argument that he'll be better if he played somewhere else, unless, you know, it was like Arizona or something. Um, but I think, I think Jack Eichel is, is that good of a player, and I think um, he's gotten better every season. Um, and I think, you know, this is a projection list, and, and, and like I said, him being 29 or 30 or whatever it is, I think he's a, I think he's a year older than McDavid. He'll, uh, in terms of birth year, I think he'll, uh, he'll, be, he'll be right behind him at number two. Uh, number three, I have Braden Point. Um, behind Hedman, he was their best player uh, in the playoffs um, for Tampa this year when they won the Cup. Uh, and he's just consistently proven to be uh, good and underrated. I think he is going to be one of the next big two-way centers that's in the NHL. I think he already is one of the best two-way centers in the NHL. Um, I think he's their next captain for Tampa Bay once Stamkos leaves, uh, whenever that is. But I think he's their next captain. I think he's um, a 90-plus point player consistently who can play at any point in the game. Um, and and I think the more the league pays attention to Tampa Bay, the more people are, are starting to realize just how good this guy is. And, uh, you know, I, you, you think about... Um, you know, as a Leafs fan, I always think about all the contracts that the Leafs signed, you know, with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, you know, the big three young guys that they, they had to sign. And, and then you see Braden Point, and, and honestly, in my opinion, he's, he's, he's right there with all those guys. Uh, I think he's better than Marner. I, the only guy I might have him not be with is Matthews, just, just for the fact that I think Matthews could score 50 goals, and I don't know if Braden Point could do that just yet. But uh, I think being the best two-way player in the league uh, has a lot to say, and I think um, I don't really see anyone any reason to believe he's going to digress. So I have him at number three. Number four, I have Dreisaitl. Um Honestly, he'll be he'll be over thirty at this point in his career. I think he'll be thirty-two or thirty-three. Um, I think he's an, uh, an unbelievable player, and I think he still will be. I think he'll have a couple rings on his fingers uh, at this point. Uh, I really do. I think the Oilers are going to be that good with some of the guys they have coming up. And uh, honestly, I just I think he'll be consistently scoring 50 goals. He's done it two years in a row now, and I think he'll just or no, sorry, he hasn't done it two years in. He's got 200 plus point seasons in a row, uh, and and he hit 50 that one season. I think I think he'll hit it a bunch more times, um, and. I think him and Yamamoto or him and McDavid, that power play alone, I think he'll rack up, you know, 30, 40 points a season just on the power play. Um, and I think he'll be number, being the second best player uh, who also can get you 50 goals and 100 points on uh, what I think will be the best team in the league in five years, says something. Uh, so I have him that high. Uh, next up, I have Kale McCarr. Uh, I think Kale McCarr, um, we saw it this season as well. And even when he came into the NHL, uh, last year during the playoffs for Colorado, uh, he he really drives the offense when he's on the ice. Um, that power play goes right through him. Um, I think this season, you know, I think he's better than Quinn Hughes. I know that was a big debate this season. I think Quinn Hughes is a phenomenal player, but I think Kel McCarr just has that physical side to him. I think he's got a better shot, um, and and I, I think he's just as smart in terms of hockey IQ. Um, and I think they're both geniuses. So, um, but Kale McCarr, I think, will be the best defenseman in the league uh, in five seasons. Uh, he's this good right now. And, you know, you think about 
you know, it usually takes defensemen a couple years to get better. So I got Kale McCarr going there. Next up, I have Austin Matthews. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't even know if in five years Austin Matthews will be on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and that breaks my heart. Um, but I think, like Dreisaitl, I think he's, honestly, I think he's one of the few guys on this list who I think could consistently score 50 goals a season from this point on through 2025. Um, so I think that's got to say something there. Um, if you are consistently scoring 50 goals in the NHL, you are 100% deservedly to be in the top 10. Um, he's never done it, obviously. Um, I think he would have this year. Uh, that's no question in my mind. Um, he's the Leafs' best player by far. I think he took huge steps this season in his all-around game, um, playing a more 200-foot game. Um, and I think, I think you know, the Leafs are a bit of a gong show right now. Um, but, you know, Austin Matthews seems to be the kind of guy who uh, he likes playing in the big market and, and uh, he seems like a pretty, pretty cool guy who's just, you know, I don't think the outside noise really gets to him too much. So I think, he'll, uh, I think he'll be just fine if he is in Toronto. And then if he's not, I think he'll be fine wherever he plays and still be able to pot 50-plus uh, goals a season. Uh, after Matthews, I have Nathan McKinnon. I think McKinnon is going to be phenomenal. I just think he's going to be older. That's why I have him off. Um, the way he plays... Um, you're, you're just going to lose speed. And we saw that with Ovechkin, right? Still going to be an unbelievable player, but when you lose your speed, you do lose a huge part of your of your game. So um, I still think McKinnon will be uh, a very fast player, um, and I still think he could definitely put up, you know, 90-plus points a season. Um, I just don't know if he'll have that wow factor as much as we're used to seeing it right now. Um, and, and I hope I'm wrong because McKinnon's one of my favorite players to watch. But, uh, yeah. And then this one's my most interesting one, I think, on this list. I have Alex Ovechkin, actually, um, here at, at number seven. Uh, or, sorry, number eight. Um, and the reason being is I think, like I said in, in my first top ten, I think he's going to still hit 50 goals uh, every season. Uh, if uh, Hopefully it's a full season, 82 games. And I think he's going to play until he breaks Gretzky's record. And in order to do that, he has to score almost 50 goals a season. Uh, for the next, I think, six years or something. Um, so I think he, I think that's his goal. I think he's going to do it. I think he's got the shot to do it, obviously. Um, I don't think he needs, and this is what makes him so good, is I don't think he needs his, his foot speed to be able to put up 50 goals. Uh, he's starting to score a lot more around the net, too. We saw that this season. He's not just scoring, you know, from off the wing or, or from the, the, the red dot in the offensive zone. Um, so he, or from the top of the circle. So he's, he's, uh, he's finding other ways to score and, and he has not slowed down in that department. He stayed exactly the same. So, um, there's, there's no reason for me to, to leave a, 50, a consistent 50 goal score off this list. And, uh, and I, and I think Ovechkin will be just that. So I have him on the lower half, but I still have him at number eight. Um, and, uh, I think that one will pick your cherries pretty good there. So, uh, Feel free to uh, let me know uh, how much you disagree with that one because I understand it's pretty bold. Uh, number nine, I have uh, Heiskanen. Uh, I think I think Miro Heiskanen is already the best player on on the Dallas Stars. He had an unbelievable playoffs. Um, if Dallas won the cup, he's the Conn Smythe, no question at all. Uh, the kid's 20 years old. 
and he is doing what he's doing right now. Um, I think he, I think he has all the skating tools to be as good of a skater as Kale McCarr, uh, if not better. I just don't know if he necessarily has um, the physical capabilities that that Kale McCarr has, uh, as well as um, just the support around him too. I mean, Kale McCarr's got an unbelievable cast of guys. Um, to really benefit from driving a power play. And I just don't think Heiskanen has those guys with him. Um, and even if he did, I, I just don't think he's going to be driving it as much because he's got a guy like uh, John Klingberg there still who's who's a pretty good offensive player, so <laughs> offensive defenseman. So I think Heiskanen is, is phenomenal. I think he'll be the second-best defenseman in the league at this point uh, come 2025. But... Um, I don't think he'll be the best defenseman, but I still think he deserves to be in that top 10. And then rounding out the top 10, I have Artemi Panarin. Um, Panarin's gotten better every year he's been in the NHL. Uh, he's an absolute superstar. I think he's unbelievable. Um, and I think he'll be the guy that's getting 90-plus points a season easy, especially with the Rangers team uh, and where it's going um, with, with their addition of Alexi Lafreniere. And we have uh, Stromer actually just signed today, Ryan Strom. So, um, and Mika Zibanejad, he, he's brought out the best in all, well, obviously not Lafreniere yet, but in uh, Zibanejad and Strom, he's brought out the best in both of those guys um, in the one year that he played with them. And there's no reason to believe that it won't be like that for the next five years. Um, so I, I have him here at number 10. Uh, I completely understand why some people would have him higher. Um, but I think... I think having him at 10 is is reasonable just because I think I don't think he's a 50 goal guy and I I don't know if he'll he'll consistently put up um enough numbers where he's you know he's winning the scoring titles or anything like that um compared to the other guys so I just I don't want to have him ahead of of any of the forwards on this list um but I think he definitely deserves to be in the top 10 um Okay, and I'm really talking your ear off here. Um, so I just want to end this off. I want to list three guys that I kept off the list and and why. So first and foremost, um, I think one of the more popular ones that I saw are, uh, online when I was reading uh, the tweet that Craig Button shared about, you know, uh, uh, people's submissions of, of who they thought the top 10 players would be in 2025. Um, Shane Wright was on there for a lot of them, and, and rightfully so. Um, the guy just ripped 39 goals in the OHL as a as a 15 15 year old for part of the season. He it it's very possible that he 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 could be in the top 10, um, but at that point it's important to know he'll be starting year three by the time this season rolls around. And I just think with with COVID right now, like we don't even know how the hell these these next few seasons are gonna go, um, which sucks. But but it's, it's not going to be as simple as it was for other young guys coming into the league uh, for Shane Wright, uh, I don't think. Now, this isn't two years, so hopefully there's a, a vaccine and everyone gets gets hit up with that so that uh, this piece of shit virus can go away. But uh, like I said, I, there's, there's that question with COVID. Um, and then there's also the idea that if you think about it, Connor McDavid... Um, to be in the top, I'm, I use McDavid as an example for this because in McDavid's first two seasons in the NHL, um, I do think he was a top 10 player in the league. Mind you, he won a Ted Lindsay, got the Oilers to the playoffs uh, in his first full season with them, 
and won an MVP. Um, so not only was the MV he the MVP, he won a round of the playoffs uh, with the Oilers, and he was voted the best player in the league by other NHL players. Um, and in order for Shane Wright to be in the top 10, I think he would have to do just that. Um, I'm not saying he can't, um, but one season in the OHL is, is not enough of a reason for me to, to put him there after two seasons to put him in the top 10. So there's one that I saw that was quite popular. Um, other ones I saw, I mean, I saw Lafreniere, and, and mostly for the same reasons, even more so with COVID, obviously, because he'd be starting this year. Um, we just, you know, like that'll impact his game. And he's a stud and he's a star, and obviously he'll be expected to play through that, and I think he will. Uh, and, and perform great, but um, I don't think I don't think he'll uh, he'll be he'll be winning any scoring titles or anything in the first four or five years of his career uh, as long as McDavid's in the league. And then the next one I have is uh, I actually didn't have this guy uh, on the list, and and I, and I did see him quite a bit too. Was uh, Rasmus Dahlin? Uh, so I initially did have him, but. And there were times last season when I watched Darlene, and I honestly thought he was the best player on Buffalo. Um, and, and I could be wrong with this one. All of these I could be wrong, obviously. It's a projection. But um, I, I just I don't think he'll be the best player on Buffalo, and I don't think he'll be better than McCarr or Heiskanen. Um, I just I see his game, and, and, he, and he drives offense and everything like that, but um, I just don't think he does anything better than Kale McCarr or Amiro Heiskanen right now. And and for that reason, I, I don't think I can put put him ahead of those guys um, in 2025. So those are my those are my guys who I think are gonna be uh, in the top ten by 2025. Um, feel free to just destroy that list. Um, send me your picks, obviously if you're listening. Um, I know this I'm I feel like I'm rambling here. Um, doing this but um, like I said the first episode of uh, the Pick Your Cherry podcast just something I wanted to to give a shot at um, you know I don't know how this will go but uh, I'm really excited to get this started I think it'll be a fun hobby and um, yeah boys so anyways thank you so much for listening um, truthfully I have no idea when the next episode will go up but uh, hopefully this was uh, fun for you hopefully I picked your cherry nice and ripe And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.